What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is welcome to another episode of the Burks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes. I am joined. If you know I'm in the building, you know the other two hosts are here as well. We got Miss Mary Almonte here. What's going on? Hi. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> we are, we are, we are. And then Mr. Baylor the Great. What's going on? Bro? Yo, what up? Another day, another dollar. Yeah, yeah, another day, another dollar. I guess if that's how we're gonna another day, another riot is more what's like it. Um, Welcome to the Breaks Radio. And I, I struggled like honestly. I sat here for like thirty minutes. I'm like, should I put it on the list? Should we? Try to lighten up the mood by not talking about it, but then you know our tagline is "We're the number one podcast for the culture," so we I, I feel like we need to at least touch on it. Uh, what's going on in the world today? So as everyone knows, I'm sure we're in the middle of protests, riots, Trump's doing dumb shit, Biden saying dumb shit. Like, um, you know, in the same ways that we're really bonding together, it seems like in the culture, there's also still the usual shit that's pissed everybody off like i saw today log don't logging in i saw something about like a um george floyd challenge with like white people putting their knee on people's necks and i was just like yeah see this is the shit why i, I try to stay off social media lately but um i guess I'll, I'll i'll kick it to you first mary just how do you feel about everything that's going on your opinions how are you holding up and keeping it from getting you down it's it's just a lot so i don't even know where to start it yeah I don't know where to start either. I mean, I think overall, I'm just emotionally exhausted. Um, I mean, I feel like George Floyd, this situation with George Floyd is really the the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's thrust us into a whole full-blown civil rights movement. But I do think it's kind of, I mean, it's been brewing, right? Like, we've had enough. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to say all the cliche bullshit that's been said already, but I mean, I think we're just tired, right? And it's like, it's kind of the perfect storm right now because it comes like a month after Ahmaud Aubrey, or at least the, the publicization, publicization, is that a word? What am I saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of the situation with Ahmaud Aubrey, which came right after Breonna Taylor. And then obviously this has been happening since the fucking Mayflower <laughs> and Plymouth Rock. So... Yeah, it, this is just, it's we're pent up, there's anger, there's frustration. Um, and then, okay, so I'm in New York, right? And I'm from Staten Island, where we had Eric Garner six years ago. So Eric Garner's killer, murderer, officer, Pantaleo, was fired, but was not convicted of any crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still not okay over that. So <laughs> we're particularly tired and motherfucking mad as hell here okay um i took part in in protests over the weekend that happened here i mean to be honest with you they were all peaceful and honestly beautiful emotional um i posted some footage on my instagram stories and i think like you know one major highlight i posted on my timeline and and on facebook um i mean listen there was a real moment of what felt like i don't know if we can call it breakthrough the highest ranking police officer on Staten Island, um, you know, throughout the protest, all of the officers, you could tell they were instructed to not respond or react. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of them were just standing there like robocops, just stoic and, and, you know, stiff. And you saw this one particular officer just being antsy, like he couldn't stand still. You kind of saw him reacting facially. 
to things that were being said. And at one point, these two young boys, if they were 20 or 21, that's the oldest they could have been. Um, they made a speech about how when they were kids, they thought NYPD was like the coolest thing to be. And they had wanted to be cops when they grew up. And then they started seeing the cops beating on all of their friends and fathers and uncles and family members. And in the middle of that speech, that line made that police officer finally break his stiffness. And he came down the stairs from where he was standing and shook their hands. And it really was a touching moment. Everybody cheered because everyone was trying to address the, the officers throughout all the speeches and mm -hmm. they didn't, you know, respond. And that really got a response. So, you know, it was a hopeful moment. Um, but I mean, then, okay. So I don't know if you guys know any of the history of Staten Island, but it's a very racist place for the most part. Um, you know, 80% of the island is white <laughs> and the minorities are all lined up on the North shore and the South Shore is, if you see a brown person, you be, you know, it's rare. And this, like, on Facebook, that's where my Staten Island-centric audience really is. Um, basically, there have been rumors of there being a protest brought to the South Shore. And long story short, um, the comments that have come out of that have just been outright disgusting, disheartening. I mean, people referring to us as animals they'll shoot us on site if they see us like just some crazy shit that like i'm hoping nothing brews out of this in the next few days because there are protests scheduled now for friday and sunday on that side of the island um i mean and then okay that's another segue right that's the looting and the rioting um most of the protesters that i know and i've been out there are definitely not down with looting whatsoever um or rioting so i really would like to i have a mind to think that those are agitators the most of the looting that i'm even seeing on tv is like skateboard white kids just looking to cause some fucking trouble. Um, and unfortunately, it's really, you know, kind of overshadowing the message here and the fact that most of us are peaceful and just want to be heard and understood. So it's just been really frustrating. And it's frustrating as a parent to explain this shit to your kids because now it's everywhere and there's no hiding it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much to say, right? Like kudos to a lot of organizations that have stepped up. I mean, now it truly feels like you have to pick a side. And if you're not with Black Lives Matter, then you're going to be seen by the masses as being on the wrong side of history here. And I think we really do need to start paying attention and taking note and record of who is with us and putting our money where, you know, our mouth is, because that's where the power is. So a lot of these organizations that aren't even making statements, like your silence is deafening. And I hope that what comes of all of this, besides justice for George Floyd individually, is us really realizing how powerful we are and really exercising that power to create a more fair world after this. And I think that's that sums it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you hit all the nails on the head on that one. Bailey, how do you want to follow that up? Um, well, uh, I agree. Well, you gotta understand that we got, we got a little bit of writing and looting history out here. So, um, I've been in, a, a, since Sunday, I've been on a few podcasts or, you know, just chats with people, um, that was for or against 
the uh, some of the protesting, right? Not necessarily for not not necessarily the actions, but um, the action behind it, but more so of the damage that was that they were causing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't against it at all. I mean, I was out. I was I was out in the city when we got the curfew. You know what I mean? Because it happened real fast. It happened so fast to where people people <laughs> <We're> couldn't <out>. even. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying people people didn't even know there there was a protest going on. Mm-hmm. That's how fast that's mm-hmm. how fast it spread is. So by the time by the time we found out about Melrose, it was already done. The damage had already done. They had moved. They was trying to move on to Beverly Hills. So uh, for people that don't know that area, Melrose is right next to Beverly Hills, you know, and those are, you know, there's a lot of money over there. But Melrose is a gentrified money type of spending type of place, whereas Beverly Hills is is not. Um but again, I'm I like I said, I, I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I'm definitely not against it because history shows in ninety two, I did my rioting in ninety two. And the first person to go viral off of police brutality was Rodney King. Mm-hmm. And and but the thing is we did it as backwards because we destroyed our own neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time they were on the rich side. They were in Westwood, Bel Air, Brentwood, uh, Be- Beverly Hills, and like I said, Century City. All those areas are connected, you know. And then they marched all the way down to Santa Monica within a matter of uh, maybe a couple of hours. Um, so, you know, I mean, a lot of people, are, including us, are upset that we've gotten to this point. But in actuality, like we don't have a plan. So if we don't have a plan. The first thing that we do to be heard is to tear some shit up, you know, and this is one protest slash riot that has caught fire, not just across the states, but, uh, you know, across the country, you know what I'm saying? Across the uh, really across the globe by now, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not going to say like. I'm even I'm even for people that's just not talking about it because, like I said, I was like nine or ten when Rodney King when the Rodney King uh, beating happened. So I've been through that. Uh, people that was born, you know, prior, you know, b- born before me, they've seen more. You know, the '66 riots that we had. Mm-hmm. So Cats is tired, man. Cats is tired. The only difference between uh, now and then is that. It happened so much within the past decade on camera. You know what I mean? Like Will Smith said, it's not new. It's just being it's just being filmed. So we're seeing it back to back to back, and it didn't it didn't help that it was a young man killed. You know, back in February that we just now seeing now. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we just seen this man die die on uh, on you know on live. Well, it wasn't on live, but we know what happened now. And so it and then it took them long to react to it. And so that's why we tore some shit up, you know, and I'm sitting back like this is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is exactly what's going to happen. So, you know, what can I say? All good points. Like, it, it, I think I think like when you look at the situation we're in, like we just got through. Well, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, people <laughs> losing their jobs. People worried about getting sick. Worried about losing whatever else. If when are they going back to work? On top of you know the normal Trump shit and, and elections, and then when you add in like racial stuff and people dying and losing their lives and right, like it's just the perfect storms of, of people just being fed the fuck up, like and trying to take the c- control back over their lives. And so it, it, it makes sense. Like 
it's it's never a time where we don't have to deal or we don't hear something about somebody getting killed by the police like it's it, what do we go like maybe a month two if we're lucky before the next one and i like uh, like i looked at it be- before like just in the last like five years just the publicized ones it's been well over 25 deaths by the hands of the police without them either being charged for anything and or it being unjust in general and so people are just fed up and when you when you look at like the just the vibe of the country we already have a fight defi- a divisive dumbass in office who already has people on edge when you add on top of that race shit and him calling people thugs what, what do you expect you can only expect people to sit on their hands for so long and not take action you don't listen to us we, we were when it was peaceful kneeling people were more worried about a football game so now it's like all right we're gonna show you and and while i don't agree with riots i said this on my on my podcast i don't I, there's not something that i would go and say oh yeah let's go riot now but i understand why people feel like it's the right thing to do and that that comes before everything right now like while i don't agree i 110 percent understand why it's happening and unfortunately this is the time where you look to leadership to to calm shit down and all he's doing is instigating and making it worse well yeah. i mean we we got to understand that i mean we may not want to attach it to our culture but it's a, it's a part of our culture i mean this is also built up history that we have this is not just what happened to one man on that, that we've seen get murdered on tv that's not yeah. it's not just on him this is stuff that has, i've seen og sit up there and cry said they're tired of this shit they're yeah. tired of it and it's more than just being tired of seeing our black men die it's more about the unemployment it's more about the person that's in office it's more it's more about when we get pulled over like getting a goddamn speeding ticket that's we we hoping for that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we hoping we get pulled over for a ticket and that's it so it's like yo if they going i like i said man i don't want to see nobody business i i i work in the Culver city beverly hills bel air area to drive around to my you know to drive to my client sites and to see these prestige places boarded up and it looks like a ghost town mm-hmm. yeah this shit does look weird but they also understand what's going on or else it wouldn't be boarded up yeah. You know what I mean? It's a reason why we had a curfew on Sunday. Yo, it's 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 three thirty, and next thing you know, I get an alert on my phone saying, you know, we get the curfew is at five o'clock, and now I got to drive. You know, I got to drive back home, which is an hour away. You yeah. know, and then Monday is like, yeah, that curfew is extended, and now the downtown area is six o'clock. Lone Beach is eight o'clock. We just got a break because it calmed down. We're having a lot more peaceful protests, so now they extended our curfew to. Um, I mean, they pushed it back to like nine or 10 o'clock. But the fact that I'm a 37 year old grown ass man and I got a curfew and I got to be in the house at, at a certain time. Yeah. And they literally own one. So it's not one of those. Now, of course, I'm an essential worker. So, you know, if they pull me over and ask me what's going on, then I can say, you know, I can give them my business. But at the same time, I'm still a black man. Yeah. I never know what type of police officer I'm going to bump into. You know what I mean? And they're not playing. There's just some tanks and shit riding up and down the street. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's just what it is. The streets got to clear up because, you know, they said so. That's how that's far that's how that's how far it has gotten. Yeah. yeah. And cats and cats is not playing. They and they and they and like I said, we're upset and we're doing it. Uh, it, it, I, I heard you say you don't agree with the rioting, but we're doing it in an area where we know they're going to listen. Well, I'm, for I'm, you I, in New York, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, no. we're rioting or we're looting. I mean, just two days ago, Fordham Road in the Bronx was destroyed. 
like completely. Nobody gives a shit about that place but the people that live there. Mm. So, I mean, kudos to LA, y'all doing it right then. <laughs> but I, I mean, there there has been, like you said, like you said, you know, there, there there's been there's been uh, a lot of people um, that that's not us starting some of these riots, right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and they have been checked over there in Long Beach. People don't know Long Beach is a part of is it's a part of LA, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like their culture is different from the LA culture, but they are part of LA. Getting you, if you go over there and try to write, they will check you, and it is documented. You know yeah. what I mean? And the same, the same for some of these businesses. There's been a lot of black people on camera stopping these cats from doing stuff because they're like, "Yo, y'all out here busting windows and and robbing these places," and it's like they're going to blame us. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But at exactly. the same time, but at the same time, we did run up in Flight Club. Rest in peace to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, can I just say, though, I feel like the country, obviously, yes, is lacking leadership, but I feel like we are lacking leadership, too. I don't know about how it's going where you guys live, but just in little old Staten Island alone, forget about the rest of New York City. It's hard to know when the protests are, who is behind organizing what protests yeah. like it's just been a mess. I'm like completely it's like <laughs> I'm just going to places that I, you know, know are kind of hot spots, like where Eric Garner, the spot where he died, the spot where Ernest Seon died back, which was depicted in the Wu-Tang um, series. So like, those are places that, you know, you know, people are going to congregate or like the, the precinct. Yeah. And I've been finding protests, but okay. Well, I'm just saying that nobody knows when any, <laughs> any of the protests are really happening. Who are the real organizers? Yeah. You know, what is the plan? Now the charges have been upped for the, the murdering officer and the other officers have now all been charged. So what happens next? Do we stay out here every, like, it's just kind of confusing. Like, at least there was Malcolm and Martin back in the day. Now it's like, who are we looking to? Well, <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. So, like, when we found out, you know, we was chilling. It was my nephew's birthday. And that was my first time, and actually my kid's first time out uh, in an area where there was multiple people, you know, it was a small little family gathering. And, uh, next thing you know, that's when we started seeing the clips and stuff on IG. We didn't know, we didn't know it had got to the point where it was rioting on Melrose until we actually seen it on IG. Um, mm -hmm. and then, and then, like I said, it spread it so fast, but it was over fast. Cause by the time, like, even if we was like, you know what, let's go out and get out there. By the time that popped in our head, they had already set the curfew. Damn. And and they and, and when I tell you they not playing, I mean those rubber bullets might as well be regular bullets. Yeah, because they because they are taking cats out, bro. I'm no. talking about seriously. I know it's crazy. It's and crazy. and, and, and the one thing that I was thinking of, I'm like, did cats forget about you know? Now don't get me wrong, I can't I can't I can't really say anything because it's, like I said, I was at my at my nephew's uh, graduation slash birthday. And it was like a solid, you know, 15 people, but coming and going. So we, yeah. but we were still around people. And I'm like, we still, we sit up there joking around like, yo, they really don't care right now. You know what I'm saying? Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I know the cause and I'm with you, but I'm like two weeks from now, we're going to really find out if this COVID is really under control or not. That's well, right. And so in New York City, we still haven't opened yet. We're not even at phase one. We're supposed to go to phase one on June 8th. So 
it's like we got a curfew on top of still being in lockdown, really, and everything's confusing. I mean, I saw a tweet on Twitter today that was like, racism uh, cured coronavirus. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, it kind yeah. of feels real. Like, yo, we just all canceled that shit. The minute yeah, exactly. <laughs> Myself included, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I was out there with my mask, but I still was like out there among a lot of people. So pray for me, y'all. <laughs> but I felt like the cause was bigger than the risk to get sick. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I said that too. I was like, if there's not a new spike in, in ca- uh, cases of COVID-19, then like that shit was all fake because it just, it doesn't, like people are all together riding and everything, but you know, that's a story. That's a conspiracy theory for another day. I don't want to get bogged down <laughs> in that. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but something positive um, in all this mess, Floyd Mayweather, who you know, I've, I've kind of been against some of the things he's done in the public, but he offered to cover the funeral expenses of, of George Floyd, and um, his, the family has accepted. So he is covering the funeral expenses. I wanted to mention that because I knew we were going to be talking about a lot of the negative side of things and a lot of things that you know got us all down. But if nothing else, it's it's like I said, it's really good to see pe- the the culture and the people, and not even just the culture, like people in general coming together in times like this. Um, and seeing him do that was definitely something I wanted to point out on the show. What are you guys guys' feelings on that? Yeah. I like I like it. I like it. But you know what I love? What will probably always be a dream to me is that when Floyd, whether we like him or not, mm-hmm. say, you know what, I'm not gonna box for y'all no more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until we can until we can come up with our own until we can come up with our own, I'm not boxing with y'all no more. Until those top D one prospects be like, you know what? I'm not going to Kentucky. I'm not going to Duke, Carolina, or UCLA. I'm gonna go to Howard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Until we do that, then no, I'll just like it. But you know, it's I mean it's dope. It's dope. But I mean that's 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 light work to tell you the truth. It's a it's it's a blessing, don't get me wrong. But like this movement right here, it, you know, George Floyd, he said he said it on fire. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And not it's not like I said, it's not just in the States now, you know? So it's like we need to keep we need to be consistent. I'm not saying consistently burn and tear shit up, but I think they got the message, the financial message that we set. Now we need to just keep it going. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I and I salute, you know, Tyler the creator for just getting out there walking in the streets of LA with them, you know what I'm saying? I, I salute all these celebrities that, that's done it, Jamie Foxx, et cetera. But we gotta keep it going. We got to keep it going until like we because we're we've been fighting. We've been fighting for equality for so long. And it's like every time we do step up and we get angry enough, it just goes away that fast. And I feel like right now I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen it. I've never seen it explode like this. The 92 riots was in L.A. alone by itself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's let's not even miss out on the fact that Michael Jordan spoke out on yeah. it. And he doesn't yeah. speak on anything like this at all, really. Um, that's the one thing that I say LeBron does have over Jordan is LeBron's activism has been there since day one. But the fact that Michael Jordan came out and said something about it is just like, all right, people are really this really does feel different. Um, it really does. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, let's let's uh, Baylor. I know you mentioned a few celebrities. I do want to mention also Tory Lanes. Not only was he out there uh, in protesting with people out in there, but he's also called out other celebrities. 
on some of their bullshit. And I just want to point that out as well, because in the time where, you know, I'm, I'm real big on saying celebrities aren't necessarily leaders. We need to stop looking up to them. But I also want to point out in times like this, the people who are stepping up and putting and using their fame in a positive way. And he's definitely been doing it since day one. I mean, day one of, of the protest in Minnesota, he was, he's been speaking out on it since then. So. But you know what? But you know what, Hayes? It's not about it's not about us, you know, needing the the celebrity. Like it's not about needing them. Mm-hmm. It's about like we support them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even on our platforms, we talk about their we talk about their projects. We talk about their lifestyle, whether it's positive or negative. We we stream. We buy. We support these actors, actresses. And these and these athletes, mm-hmm. so they're human too. We live on the same goddamn planet. So when it's time for us to get that support back, we need that as a human being. I don't care about the shit that you made in the past. I'm talking about right now. So that's what I'm talking about because you do have a bigger platform, yeah. and people obviously listen to you. That's why I brought up Drake, not to just drag him like that, but I'm saying if people are gonna sit up there and argue with you every day about how good Drake is or how good Beyonce is or how good Jay Z is. I need that back then. Yeah. I need that back. Yeah. That's all. I don't care what you do in your celebrity life. I'm talking about right now as a human being. What you doing right now? And especially on in this time right now where this shit is blown wide open. This is bigger than the goddamn COVID right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you so just like they saying for them white folks that's that's staying silent, all right. I'm watching these celebrities too. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving into the next topic that we got. Uh, somebody who doesn't like do I, I don't know when's the last time LL Cool J's dropped any new music, but he dropped these bars um in support of the protests and Black Lives Matter, and this shit was amazing to see like to see him and the look on his face, and I don't know if it was like ne- the bars necessarily themselves, but the fact of like LL Cool J's rapping again and he's and he's aggressive and he's pissed off, and it this was a good moment as well, Mary. I, I'll come to you first on this one. Did you get a chance to see it? I didn't see the bars. I saw people were up in a blaze on Twitter because he was mentioning parents of mixed children in the, <laughs> in the midst of this crisis. I didn't. I didn't even know he dropped bars. So uh, yeah. I ain't the one to come to right now. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor, I know you probably saw it. Yeah, I saw it. And the only reason why, I mean, I I seen it before I got the message about um, uh, Gibbs mm. or whatever. So Gibbs had responded to it. Um, so I really, I, I went to go listen to it and I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. You know, I don't know. I don't know why Gibbs called it corny, but that lost me. I didn't, I didn't understand yeah. that at all. I didn't know where that came from. I, I thought it was dope though. Yeah. It was, it was, it's just another good thing to see. Um, yeah, I don't know why he would call it corny either. That's, that's weird. I, I, look, I have no idea. I don't know how that unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but I mean, it, it's 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 not like it's. I don't want to act like it's anything earth shattering or anything. But the but just the, everything coming together and him, you know, speaking out on Black Lives and the and the lives lost and felt the need to drop that freestyle. I wanted to mention it here. Um, but we'll we'll move into the next topic that we have and kind of getting away from all this and getting into more of our normal stuff. So a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't put it on the list because I really didn't feel like it was worth us talking about. But DMX was asked about or he was in an interview and he asked uh, the, I can't remember who was interviewing him to name, you know, top top five lyricists or who did he put above him? And the guy mentioned Lloyd Banks, and DMX kind of went on a, on a tirade. Um, Lloyd Banks responded the next day, and DMX's response was, 
Oh, I thought he meant Tony Yayo. So Yayo responded a couple of days ago. He called DMX a crackhead. Um, I just I just put it on here to fun and kind of to break between there. Like the fact of these old guys doing this type of shit is ridiculous. But really, Tony Yayo, when it comes to rapping, just needs to shut the fuck up. Like he does. Like let DMX do DMX. He didn't need to say anything. What do you guys think about it? Well, he went. <laughs> Go ahead. He wasn't wrong. Like <laughs> the only thing that he got wrong is that he mi- he mixed Banks up with hey, yo, Tony yo, yo, yo. Go ahead, uh, Mary. I was gonna say maybe Gibbs was was talking about them being corny because this is like, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just funny. Like uh, it's funny when old rappers pop up and then it's like some some beef shit. It's like y'all too old for this shit. And yeah, yo, no, you, you can't rap. So it doesn't matter. Like, like, let it go. Um, yeah. It's, just, yeah. It's, just, it's just funny. But one thing during all this downtime and things being down, and one thing that I can honestly say lifted my spirits, the versus battle, Fred Hammond, Kurt Franklin, it was on fucking time. That's all I can say about this. Uh, Mary, I'll come back to you first on this one. What did you think about it? Uh, did you get to watch it? Do you did, did it help lift up your spirits as well like it did mine? I tuned in for a bit. Um, it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> My spirit. So actually, I was protesting all day on Sunday, okay, which was the day that dropped. So I can't say it lifted up my spirits, but um, you know, I definitely can see how it was. It probably was one of my least anticipated versus battles of this whole <laughs> of this whole series. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Baylor. No, I didn't catch not one bit of it. Damn, really? that was no because you got to think at that time that's when everything was happening. Mm-hmm. Everything was happening so fast, so I was I was more I was getting phone calls and text messages like, bro, you know they just ran into Flight Club, and then I'm getting play by play on Instagram, and but I I was seeing people on Twitter talk about the versus battle, but at the same time, right after that, I'm seeing cats run out with shoeboxes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so yeah. and then and then and then directly after that, that's when I had that's when we got the alert to like, yo, I gotta go get in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that, we scrambled. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it. It was good. Like they had a whole thing where they like had breaks and intermissions where they mentioned stuff about social injustice and the names of the people who who died. It was it was overall a really good experience. But I agree with Mary that it just, like coming into it, it's like, do, are they really going to do a gospel versus? Uh, I mean, I'm, I appreciate the d- diversity to to break it up, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know if it was just me. I just I I I needed that, and I love gospel music. Um, I don't listen to it nearly as much as I do anything else, though. But I, I just think like it, it, it helped to lift my spirit. So that's that's why I like it. But I can understand why people didn't tune into it as much <laughs> as the other ones. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I listen to God. I listen to gospel too, and I have a few gospel tracks on my in my library. But it's one of those things where I have to listen to it at a certain time because some of like some of it is funeral music. And so I'm I'm not in the I'm just not in the space to be listening to that because any track that I listen to that was from a funeral it takes me back to that place. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll move on from that one. Um, we actually are gonna go. I had a f- complete brain fart right there. Like my brain just went blank for a second. Uh, we're gonna get into our first break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some new music. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. 
in bed. I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> And that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. Do 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 do. All right, we're back. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye, because I still refuse to call him King Crooked, dropped a new album called Hard. Baylor, me, you talked about the song when it dropped not too long ago. Um, I was kind of disappointed by this. I'm just going to lead that off. Like, I, I I, don't know if it was, like, because of everything that was going on, it was just like, I, I don't know if I really just want to feel like ba- hear bars after bars after bars right now. But, you know, maybe that's just me. Uh, Mary, did you get a chance to listen to it? No. I know you've been, you've been out protesting, so don't don't even worry about it. Like, you've been, you've been out carrying the flag, so don't even worry about it, Baylor. No, that, that one track that we had talked about that one was cool right yeah. but the rest of that I, so i put it on because i'm like i know we're gonna talk about this mm-hmm. and, and just like that when it was over i didn't remember anything because <laughs> I, I put it i put it on the listen and i was actually playing the game i'm playing the game and the next thing you know i noticed that the track had started over so i'm like yeah this this ain't it this ain't it so but but maybe like just like i think somebody said that on versus like sometimes it's this is not the right time for it. I guess yeah. you know, unless yeah, I, I'm I'm just gonna go with it's just not the right time. I'm just not nah. Yeah, I don't need that. I mean, the, the, what I will say is that the production on it was on point. Like the production throughout the thing was on point. It's just I don't know. Like like you like you said, I don't know if I was just zoned out because I had so much on my mind, like about riding and like everything and thinking about my sons like with what's going on and raising sons like i was in some deep thought when this album dropped and i have not had a chance to go back to it now that i'm in a better uh mind space since to listen to it like i listened to it that one time and it was just like uh, oh okay let me get back to watching the news like let me get back to thinking about what like shit that's going real life shit so i don't know man I don't know. Maybe, like but, you said, it just wasn't the time. Maybe we have to, may have to revisit this in like a month or so. But I mean, even then, even with you know, put aside everything that's going on. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm in that mood where I just want to hear like R and B, and like sure. I know lately I just been wanting to listen to like softer music. So yeah, yeah, for sure, me too. Um, but yeah, it sucks. I, and for people, for listeners, I'm sorry we don't have a more in depth reviews we get sometimes, but. Honestly, just this album just missed me right now. Like that's all I'll say. I, I'll put it on my reminder to revisit it in a month or so. But um, something I do want to talk about that I have a lot to say about. I hope you guys do too. We've been reviewing Insecure, and while this, I don't think this episode was necessarily the best episode of the series. It was definitely the what? deepest. It was the what? deepest. Like but, what? what? And the reason? How was it not the best? Because I look for more comedy in Insecure. Like the rest I, was trash. We agreed well, on that. Well, last no, I'm week. I'm not talking about the season. I mean of the series. Like of the season, oh, this the is series. this is by okay. far the best. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of the of the season, this is by that. far. Like the the conversation that Eason and Lawrence had took so much vulnerability, and it was deep. And we don't get to see very many conversations like this in, in black culture depicted on TV. Um, it was one of the deepest episodes, honestly, when it comes to like relationships that I think I have ever seen period. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was amazing for that standpoint. Go ahead, Mary. 
Okay, so I told you I was out protesting on Sunday, so I didn't catch it on Sunday, which I hate not catching Insecure on Sundays because I'm heavy on Twitter. And you gotta stay away from that timeline, yeah. right? Everyone fucks everything up. So, but I did. I mean, it, I kind of knew this was coming. Um, and honestly, what made me really want to watch it right away on Monday was that everyone was saying with the current climate of all that's going on in the world and for us as people. They needed that episode mm. to like escape from it and it made them feel good. So I was like, I need an escape from this shit. Let me watch this right now. And I have to say it was. First of all, once again, I was so happy to be back in Easter's world <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to Molly's. And not for nothing, you felt like you were on that date with Issa and Lawrence. Yeah. Like it, it, I loved how it, the whole episode, it skipped the bullshit and the pleasantries and went straight to the date. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there was some really funny moments. I don't know how you say you like comedy. I'm sorry. The brat dude had me on that's the true. floor. That's like, true. That's, and Issa and busting her freaking, ass. Yes, yeah. that was hilarious too. Um, so I felt like the comedic moments were really right on time and well played, but it definitely... And you, you felt their chemistry. Like it's, I mean, I always was team Issa and Lawrence get back together. Um, and I feel like they finally evolved enough as people to kind of meet each other, you know, where they are again and connect. And you kind of saw that. And I don't know. I thought it was, it was just great. Honestly, I loved it. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to next week because they're teasing that it's going to be the sit down between Molly and Issa. And it's like, man, can we just keep stay with Issa and Lawrence? <laughs> yeah. I, and I have this. And then, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. And then what the fuck with Condola? Is she pregnant? Like, that's, that's what the I was about to say. About. That's what I, yeah. I, I have. I have this bad feeling that all right, next week is going to be Molly and Issa sitting down. And the next week is going to be this thing of like, are, are Issa and Lawrence going to get back together? And it's going to end on like Lawrence finding out Condola's. Uh, condo whatever cousin Skeeter because that's who she looks yeah. like um, is is, uh, is, <laughs> is pregnant and then that's gonna be like the cliffhanger until next season like I really I and it's like you didn't you didn't I hope show they don't do us like that you didn't show <laughs> that these two people have such great chemistry together like just if you're gonna let them be together let them be together but go ahead Baylor I've been drinking uh, strawberry banana smoothies with boba. <laughs> He still hasn't watched. We really ruined this for you. Right no, now. you haven't. No, Mary, Mary, I promise you. I promise you. You haven't. It, it's one of those shows where I can always get to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a problem. If I was really invested in like that, then I will watch it. I will force myself to watch it. But because I didn't start watching it in the beginning, mm -hmm. I told myself I was going to binge the whole thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So and, and look, I promise you, I keep telling y'all, let a couple of hours go by and I will forget everything. Mm -hmm. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? And then I can watch everything as like it's new. Okay. So, you know, I don't it look, if 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 we do break down a show or a movie and it's a spoiler in it, I will let y'all know ahead of time before we even record, like, yo, chill. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. But no, nah, you know. Um yeah, but shout out. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> Final verdict, Mary. Let's get. Let, I mean, well, we got two more episodes, but do you think that Issa and Lawrence are going to end up together? I think they're going to try, and then Condoleezza is going to be pregnant. <laughs> I think because there's no other reason why a woman would be like a woman who what is not with a man is going to be like going so hard to 
You know what I mean? Meet him. Like, he was really trying, calling him, blowing up his phone. It was like, yo. And then he didn't even, (laughs) he said he was going to come by and didn't. That's not funny, yeah, but yeah, that that has to be what it is. Like it really just has to be. Um God, God. I know. I, I don't even like her as a character. Okay, so one thing that I that happens in shows a lot, right? Is that when they start mentioning characters who haven't been around for a while, it ends up meaning that they're gonna pop back up. Are we gonna get the double whammy where like Lawrence finds out Condola's pregnant and then at the same time like Daniel pops up at at Issa's house because they mentioned Daniel a lot. In, the, in this in this past episode do we think because i don't know like why he left if he's left the show for good or if he was just working on movies or whatnot do we think he pops back up too? throw another milky right now no i think daniel's over okay. i think that isa um i think that lawrence just needed closure and like some kind of explanation on what the fuck was really the deal with daniel yeah but i don't think i don't see daniel coming back okay i hope yeah not. i hope i hope not like He's like, I feel like, like Nathan. What's up with Nathan though? She is low key true. seeing him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's another thing that was mentioned too, like him and his mental health. So I hope that they dig into that. And then, like, do we get a thing if she does get back with Lawrence? Is he going to go in like a mental depression again? And then we're going to see some of that, the reaction to right. that. So, right. Yeah, there's a lot of places they can go. I just hope that next season overall is better. Like, I'm kind of happy that this season's winding down. Hope it ends on a high note. But they need to just focus on the right next season. Like, I know Issa's doing a lot of movies and stuff now, and it's kind of hard to focus on the show. A, we don't need another almost two years between seasons. And B, like, if you're going to take that long, the writing needs to be on point. Like, what the hell were the writers doing the last two years? But Yeah. 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 But I will say, this episode, the cinematography was great. Mm. The soundtrack was bomb, as always. And it was directed by Kelly. That never disappointed Yes, yeah. it was directed by Kelly. Yeah. So that's been cool, kind of getting, you know, seeing their directing jobs. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. I have something to add. All right. Maybe with all this downtime, a lot of these shows that we've, uh, you know, caught interest in, that we really love, maybe with all this downtime, it gives a lot of these writers an opportunity to be more creative without having, so. a, without having like a, you know, like a, like a time limit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like that. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, but we said the same thing about artists with music, and we saw how that went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the pressure from the fans and stuff like that, but now it's an excuse to just sit down and just, you know, get the content together. True, true. I guess we'll see. I mean, one can hope. I mean, more time on your hands, and you're a creative person, you're writing a damn show. Like, hopefully. But, you know, <laughs> the way that this season's went... They're gonna have to show and prove because I could I just don't I'm not gonna trust them going into the next season. So do you think next season will be the last? I've I've gone on record to say I think two more seasons and that's it. Okay. Yeah. I think that'll be enough. That's I a good yeah, that's yeah, that's a good amount of yeah. yeah I like that. Because when you look at it like this is season is this season five or is this season four? Think four. This is four. Yeah, four. So um, yeah, that, that five and six range has been like the sweet spot. Power, um, yep. scandal. Um yeah. Uh, how to get away with murder like they all seem to hover around that five or six mark uh for shows from the culture so like i th- i think if I, I wouldn't be surprised if next season's the last season but i i, I think two more i hope two more at least because the yeah, seasons you, are so you, short power is the only show that did a lot of character building on the main characters to where they could spread out mm-hmm. you know what i mean so if they wanted to 50 didn't have to make those branch off shows 
power could have extended to, you know what I'm saying, nine or ten seasons, just focused on different characters. Yeah. And nowadays, they don't do that with these shows. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. Snowfall, that's my, Snowfall is my baby. But everybody know if, if you, just like Walking Dead, once you take out Rick, it's like, that's a heavy load to carry. If you take out Franklin, oh, that's going to be rough. Yeah. 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 Did you have anything left, uh, Mary? No. Okay. Just now, I just remembered I need to catch up on Snowfall. Yeah. It's been on my li- I know. It's okay. So okay. It's so good. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. it. <laughs> we're going to get into our last break when we come back. We got one more topic. We're going to be celebrating the anniversary. We'll be right back after you are now Socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. You are now rocking with socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable. Uh, that was hard. That was kind of dope. That was hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been 25 years since Mob Deep dropped the infamous. That just does not seem right. Like, was I only eight years old when that album dropped? Like, that's crazy to me. Um, and something that I, I, I want us to try to do more is, like, these tempo albums, uh, when the anniversary comes comes out, is to really talk about it. We don't necessarily have to dig deep and do a whole full review on it from start to finish. But just, like, 25 years later, hip-hop isn't, isn't what, so hip-hop is, what, 40 years old? So, like... It's not that old anyway, so to have an album celebrating its 25th anniversary is just huge. What do you guys, like your memories of the album, the first time you heard it? I was not a big fan of Mob Deep, I, probably because I was only eight years old. I didn't get into Mob Deep and really enjoy the infamous until I was probably like 16 and I went back and listened to it. But what did you guys think? I mean, Mob Deep is one of my favorite groups. Like, yeah. they're definitely in my top ten, for sure, if not five. Um, I was 11, I suppose, then, <laughs> when the infamous draft. Um, Murder Music was actually my favorite Mob Deep album, but obviously, okay. probably because I was older, but it just had some great production and bangers on that one. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Yeah. And, and I, I, it's a classic, the infamous. So it should be, respect should be given. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Baylor? Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest uh, Mob Deep fan. It was just one of those. I, I knew they were dope, you know. I had nothing against them or anything like that. It was just it was just it, it was some great cats <laughs> out that time, you know what I mean. And so it was like I will say this: they do have a fan base that really stick with them. You know what I mean? That's damn near almost as strong as Wu Tang, you know, because it's <laughs> like you really got to have. A certain love for those cats, and I really started to to like them when you know when they hooked up with Alchemist, you know, because uh, that kid that chemistry right there is just just crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, salute to them, man. I they 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 went like because they was to me they was like always the underdogs, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they end up being like a Hall of Fame group. You can't yeah. talk about you can't talk about Dipset. Or the locks and not and like not mention them, you know they up there. Yeah, and I mean I, shook ones is it's I, I, that's something to think about too, right? Like I feel like shook ones is in so many movies that you don't even think about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and soundtrack. I, and I think like 
when you look at Mob Deep, like they they never really sold out. And it's when they got with G Unit, they tried briefly, I think, to go after commercial success. But the thing that Mob made Mob Deep so special is that it was always gritty. It was it was always dope, like production wise, yeah. and you just got real hip hop from them. Um, and I think that's why people kind of turned on them when they when they got with G Unit in, in line with Fifty. But it's it. You know that part of that—that's like the Jordan Wizard year. I don't even think about that shit. Like Mob Deep, it was what's already iconic long before then, and like their place in the game, you you can't deny it. Like it, no yeah. one, no like if you're a hip hop head or a hip hop person, like you can't deny what Mob Deep what Mob Deep meant to hip hop and like their legacy. Like like Baylor said, like groups now like Griselda and stuff like that, it wouldn't be them if it wasn't for Mob Deep. Like it just wouldn't be so. Um, right. Yeah. You 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 got to mention them. They 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 are a tentpole in this game. Go ahead, Baylor. They no. They, I was going to say they're like if anybody you know like they like they have the WWE now. Mm-hmm. Like we used to watch the WWF, and they used to have classic like uh, tag teams out there, yeah. and that's what Mob D was. It was like a classic tag team. Yeah. For real. And they went no, they went no, they went no chumps. They went at it with some big artists, some cats that you know that get idolized today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I know that I know they had beef with Jay. They had beef with Pac. So you know <laughs> <laughs> them cats held they old man for real. Yeah. And then Jay Z had to go and put him on the summer jam screen. He did that. He did that. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what though? That's the thing though. They had they had like this cult like following to where. That shit didn't hurt them because it's like I don't know if they really care for that that famous shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it, they didn't lose no fan base. No. Yeah. You know true. so. That's and true. Queensbridge rapped hard though for theirs too. And like that, I mean, obviously Nas is probably the most well known person to come out of there, but a lot of little underground artists, um, you know, kind of roll deep out of Queensbridge. They have a lot of support, so. And respect, because they're thorough, in the words of Prodigy. So, so uh, Mary, you, you already said it. Uh, your favorite Mob Deep song, just so we can put it on record. Well, okay. So, Shook Ones is like the soundtrack of my life, honestly, okay. in certain. But but my favorite Mob Deep song, damn. I, it might be a tie. But we'll go off of this album, Drink Away the Pain. Okay, okay. I, I think the whole world's going insane. Yeah. No? Yeah, no, okay. no, no, I got you. All right, cool. So, Baylor, since since Mary stuck kept on this album, your favorite song off the Infamous? It gotta be Shit Ones. Okay, it gotta be. I mean, I was I can I can call. Uh, look, these niggas out here that's breaking uh, windows with skateboards. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well played, Shook, sir. Shook, <laughs> and Shit Ones is one of the most recognizable beats from the moment it starts. Like you, yes. not even a full second into it, you know you're listening to Shook One. So like, yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It feels like, it feels like, you know how they say music inf- influence you to do stuff? Yeah. Like, I got to put on a ski mask of this shit. Like, we, <laughs> I have to, I, I'm not saying I'm going to go do, a, do something dirty, but I got to feel this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. All the killers and the hundred dollars. Oh man, come on, check it out now. All right, that's it for this episode. Any parting words, thoughts, ideas, send the love to anyone, Mary? You know, you are always the one who goes first, so go ahead and take it away. And you know, I don't like going first. 
Really? But anyway, <laughs> let's switch that up. No, I'm kidding. I'm good with being first. Um, I don't know. My heart just can't take no more. So <laughs> um, I'm just thinking of everyone, everyone who's been impacted by COVID, everyone who um, is just feeling away about what's going on in the world. George Floyd and his family, Eric Garner, like we, we're never forgetting him. Um, I just can't like there's too many names to say, but. They were all in my head and in my heart, and I don't know. I'm about to cry. So I'm at Miss Mary Almonte if you want to at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so I tested out the smoothie headache thing, and I think it's real. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been having a a couple of headaches, and I'll go get me a smoothie, and it's it's, it's been working a little bit. Okay. I'll keep that in mind for my daughter because she's been having headaches too. I'm wondering if this is some COVID byproduct. <laughs> right? Um, I ain't gonna lie, I did have some heavy stuff to say too, but uh, just like Mary, like I don't, I don't, I, don't, I really don't feel like crying right now. Uh, so at Betty the Great on all social media platforms, uh, BTG for president, open run with BTG, part of the Rare Science Network, and go get you a strawberry and banana smoothie with boba. The popping boba too, strawberry boba. Man, boba tastes like like I don't even know how to, I hate boba, bro. You gotta get the strawberry flavored one. Mm. All right, I'm gonna try it just because you suggested it, and I trust you. But if that's just whack, okay. bro. I'm coming for you. That's all I just don't need. trust don't don't trust me. Trust my taste buds. <laughs> well, what's whack is it's after curfew, and I can't even go out and get <laughs> and know, get no right? smoothie right yeah, now. We're in curfew now too, from ten to six, I think. So well, I for can't... us, it's eight from eight to five. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I can't even go out for my usual late night Look, run. As we speak, my my um my scenery is I'm looking directly at the 405 freeway and for the past couple of days there has been a string of police cars going towards Westwood every day. That's crazy. And it's not ju- it's not just 3 or 4 of them, it's like 8 or 9. Mm-mm. Damn. Damn. Well, pe- Peace for our people. Yep, that's what I have to leave it on. Like, peace. Uh, Anyone who is going out there protesting, uh, just stay safe, stay alert. Um, I'm going to be going to the protest this weekend to actually do some filming. um, Because I'm going to try to document it and make a little mini documentary to just, you know, do what I can. Um, So... That's it, man. That's all I got. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. Uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and we're out. Peace. Hold up, son. Word. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. For real, niggas who ain't got no feelings. Feelings. Check it out now. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous, you heard of us. Official Queensbridge murderers. The mob comes equipped for warfare. Beware of my crime family who got enough shots to share for all those who wanna profile and pose. Rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone. You all alone in these streets, cousin. Every man for themselves in his land, we be gunning. And keep them shook crews running like they supposed to. They come around, but they never come close to. I can see it inside your face, you're in the wrong place. Cowards like you just get their whole body laced up.